Hey everybody, and welcome to Well Said, the University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill's podcast, where we talk with students, faculty, and staff about what's going on on campus and around the world. And today we're talking about creativity with Keith Sawyer, the Morgan Distinguished Professor of Educational Innovations at the School of Education. We're going to be talking about creativity and how people can become more creative. So let's start with talking about some creativity myths. What's the biggest myth that you see? That it's all about one big idea. And once you have that big, brilliant idea, then everything becomes easy. And probably that everything else, you don't have to be creative. That's a big myth that, in fact, reduces our creativity because the reality is that creativity is about very small ideas, which you can learn to have more consistently. And it's about bringing those small ideas together over time. So it's very much a myth that it's this big insight that results in creative outcomes. How did you become interested in studying creativity? The reason I got interested in creativity research goes back to my childhood when I was a pianist. Took years of piano lessons, got very good at classical European piano. And then as a junior in high school, I was asked to join the jazz band. And I sat in the first day of rehearsal and I realized I could not play a single note because jazz is improvised. And I actually did not know that. I got this experience of embarrassment. I had to teach myself all over again how to play piano. And I've been fascinated by this phenomenon of improvisational creativity. How is it that people can generate creativity on the spot without planning ahead of time and without knowing what they're going to be doing? Then I realized it's an ensemble art form. Jazz is an ensemble art form and you improvise with other musicians. Collectively, the ensemble comes up with a creation that is not the creativity of any one musician, but it comes from all musicians working together. How do you define creativity? What does that word mean to you? For me, creativity is anything that's new and different. It's something that combines two existing concepts or ideas into a new idea. It's a new idea that in some sense you want it to be useful or relevant in some way in the world so that I would not really want to call wild and crazy chaotic ideas or the dream you had last night necessarily as creative, although even dreams are combinations of mental material that's in your mind. So in some sense, every thought is creative. Almost every thought that we have is is new, at least new to us, and it combines ideas or concepts or perceptions, sensations that we've had in a new and different way. I think of creativity on two levels. On one level, it's about the individual. It's about you having ideas. And what we know from creativity research is that each idea is a combination of ideas you already have in your mind, a combination of mental material. And it's something that's new for you. But we also know that creativity is about having very small ideas. The idea that we have a big flash of insight that solves our problems all at once, that's a myth. Creativity is always very small ideas, and that's at the individual level. Then I think about creativity at, let's say, a social level where it has some impact on the world. That involves a lot of these small ideas coming together over time. Any creation that has an impact or any artwork that we see or any scientific article that wins a Nobel Prize, that is literally hundreds of small ideas coming together over time. So creativity, it's having the small ideas. 
but it's also the hard work of consistently having those ideas and bringing them together over time to have an impact on the world. It seems like everybody's talking about creativity and everyone is striving to be a more creative person. So why is creativity so important? Every problem that we face today is a hard problem. Sometimes people call them wicked problems. I think we're at a point in history where we've solved all the easy problems, where we don't really know what the solutions will look like to a variety of pressing social problems. Just about any problem we have, whether it's inequality, whether it's food insecurity, whether it's water pollution, global warming, all of those problems are going to require not just one brilliant flash of insight from one person, but lots of ideas from a lot of people coming together. That's what it's going to take to solve the problems facing us today. Do you see creativity as a learned trait or is it something genetic where some people are just wired to be more creative than other people? All the research shows that creativity is not a personality trait and creativity is not genetic. Creativity is absolutely a set of behaviors and practices that can be learned. So it's a myth that there is a creative person or a type of person. But you know, we all have friends who will say that person is really creative. And you know, many of us are saying I'm not creative. So I'm not the one who can have that idea or solve that problem. It's a false belief. And it's a problem because if you believe that you're not one of those creative people, then it will block your own creative potential. It's a positive message that research shows that anyone can increase their creativity. In your research and in your book, Zigzag, you talk about how people can become more creative. So what are some of the ways that people can become more creative? In the book, Zigzag, I base everything on creativity research. We have decades of research analyzing how people create, what goes on in the minds of exceptional creators, what goes on in super creative groups that helps them generate solutions to pressing problems. In the book, I identify about 120 exercises and techniques which you can engage in to help you enhance your own creative potential. And I group those techniques into eight basic practices or steps that are involved in daily creativity. A successful creator, it's a way of life. It's a process that consistently leads you to creative outcomes. When you engage in a creative lifestyle, creativity isn't a random, sudden flash of insight. It's a consistent series of small ideas. I call them small sparks that you have every day if you engage in these practices. And then you learn how to put those ideas together over the weeks and over the months. And it's that process through time that results in successful creative outcomes. So what are some of these practices that can help people become more creative? An important practice is awareness, being aware of what's going on around you. Most of us are very focused as we go through the day. We have a problem we're working on at work. We have a lot of expertise in a particular discipline or area, and we tend not to notice things that are outside of our zone, right? Uh, you know, even if you're walking to work, you're already thinking about what you're going to be doing that day. So you're not looking up at the rooftops of buildings. You're not looking at the trash can over there to the right. But that awareness of those stimuli that come from around you, we know that in your mind, it has the potential for you to connect 
something you're working on with something very different from what you're working on. And those distant connections, we know from research, lead to the most surprising new ideas. A lot of the techniques in my book are designed to help you be aware, to notice things that most of us don't notice every day. So while a person can learn to be more creative, it doesn't sound like it's going to be an overnight sort of thing and it's going to be a long process. Is that accurate? Yes. Creativity is hard work. And I don't know if people consider that a good message or a bad message because it's not the way most of us think about creativity as there's a creative type of person and that person is blessed with the ability to have these big insights. And for that person, creativity is easy. And that's just not true. Creativity is not easy for anyone. Every exceptional creator today and through history has worked very hard at being creative. So the message is, yes, it's hard work, but the good news is you can learn to engage in that hard work in a way that makes it more likely to be successful. So you've laid out all these practices, but for you, what's the key? What's the main thing that people need to focus on? To be creative, it's so important to get your ideas out into the world as soon as possible. A lot of people, they keep their ideas inside their head and they want to make sure it's perfect before they share it with anyone. The best way to be creative is to put your idea out right away when it's probably really bad or it's really crappy or it's uh, maybe even embarrassing. So a lot of people want to hide that until they think it's good. But that blocks creativity. The important thing is to put it out in some visible form. One of the oldest creativity advice in the book is to take a notebook with you everywhere so that you can jot down when you have ideas because you'll forget them by the time you get back to the office. Writing them down, that's a form of getting your idea out into the world. And then if you share it with someone else, it's more likely to drive the creative process forward because it allows you to iterate through successive versions of that idea and drive you to something more likely to be creative. Thanks for listening to the podcast today. We'll be taking a short winter break, but check back to unc.edu January 4th for the next episode of Well Said.